All right, that music can only mean one thing. It is Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, wherever you get your favorite pods. Barker's in Florida. I'm up here. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything else. So I get a little bitchy during the show. You'll know why. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, hey, Kevin. No, Barker. you're not. Yeah, no, I'm not. Barker, I got a feeling Freddie Freeman signed someplace today. Well, what is that place? You, you, could you I honestly didn't say could... I knew where it was? Yeah. I got a feeling Freddie Freeman signs today. It, 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 it kind of feels like a Freddie Freeman sort of day, doesn't it? Now that Does the Braves really? have moved on from him, uh, see, I'd heard Saturday. I'd heard he was going to make up his mind Saturday or Sunday. What what is today? It's not Saturday or Sunday. He's a little late, you know. It it just sounds like the the Atlanta Braves thing. He. Anyway, I, I'm not behind closed doors with Freddie Freeman. I have no idea, but it sounds to me like he was trying to, you know, figure out ways to go back to Atlanta. And quite frankly, Atlanta didn't want to give him six years. That's that's basically for me what this comes down to. And the question will be if it's the Dodgers, if it's the Blue Jays, are the Blue Jays willing to give Freddie Freeman a six-year deal? That's the question. All right. We'll have plenty to talk about. We are led to believe that – Ross Atkins and or Mark Shapiro will do a media availability today. Uh, you say Kikuchi, the, the free agent the Jays just signed, is in camp. He's in, he's in uniform today. And uh, we really haven't heard from Ross since, since that, that signing. And it's understandable because there, there's a ton going on right now. But, uh, Kevin, since... I was on the air yesterday. We've seen the Atlanta Braves, or I should say the Matt Olson deal was, was finalized uh, with the Atlanta Braves, and they sent four prospects to the A's. Freddie, that, and that seems to be an indication, although they can't say it officially, that they've moved on from Freddie Freeman. And, you know, Lance, can you play the clip from Alex Anthopoulos yesterday? Because, uh, a- a- again, Technically, because Freddie Freeman is a free agency, the, is a free agent. The Braves, you, you, you technically you can't close the door on a guy necessarily. Although clearly, the Braves and bringing in a younger, uh, a, a younger first baseman who profiles a little bit like Freddie Freeman, they've clearly done that. But this was Alex Anthopoulos's reaction yesterday when he was asked about sign or about trading for Matt Olson and moving on from Freddie Freeman. You seem kind of bummed out and just disappointed. You pull off this deal, you should be excited. No, yeah. what, am, am I wrong here? Yeah, like I said, it's, you know, I'm excited to get mad, but it's tough. Tough deal. Alex, at what point in time did, did you lose confidence that you might get ready? Uh, you know, I just, again, I can't get into specifics. Um, you know, I just, I guess, you know, last night we finally said, look, we're going to try to move forward. I'm trying to get this trade done. And, See where it goes, and we kind of come today. Uh, Kevin Barker, that was Alex Anthopoulos. Look, very emotional. Look, look here's the thing. Uh, Freddie, Freeman, Freddie Freeman means a ton to that organization. He will have his number retired at some point. Uh, we know from dealing with Alex that there is an emotional part to him. Uh, I can guarantee you without saying it that that 
part of Alex was thinking about Carlos Delgado leaving here. I can guarantee you that as someone who grew up in Montreal was an Expos fan, he was at least thinking a little bit about having having his heart ripped out uh, with, with 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 all the moves that the the Expos made over the course of their time. But look, I think Kevin, you hit the nail on the head. Freddie Freeman seems to want six years. The Braves clearly aren't don't feel that they they don't want to give Freddie Freeman six years. And you know, in in in, in acquiring Matt Olson, they've got a younger guy. They've got a guy who, as I said, profiles a little bit like Freddie Freeman. I don't know if he's ever gonna win a batting title, but um he should certainly be able to hit for some power in Truist Park. And and it and it really I think by moving off of Freddie Freeman, the Braves have really... This is what makes me think that Freddie Freeman's going to come to decision soon. It it really seems, Kevin, as if it's down to the Dodgers, the Rays, who have you know, a very Rays-like interest in this. The Yankees, we keep hearing they're interested in Freddie Freeman. Uh, I mentioned the Jays and John Heyman reporting that the Red Sox are interested. That makes, in some ways, a certain amount of sense. To me, that that uh, that the Red Sox would would be in there, you know. Uh, Ken Rosenthal made an interesting point today, and he was wondering how much of the Rays' interest and maybe even the Red Sox interest is legit in terms of wanting Freddie Freeman, and how much of it is just driving up the price for Freddie Freeman. Yeah, maybe. Look, if you're Freddie Freeman, there's no chance of going to Tampa Bay. Let's just be honest. He's looking for term. They're not giving term. Like, let's be no, honest. That's now, correct. Now, now, the Red Sox, maybe. Maybe. Look, because of the expanded playoffs now, the Red Sox are back in the mix. You know, the little step back after the year they had last year, for me, it's not happening now, you know, to, to add a guy like Freddie Freeman. But, again, are you willing to pay what he wants? And and that's the reason why, in my mind, he's not an Atlanta Brave is because he wants a little bit more than Alex Anthopoulos wants to get. Alex, man, you listen to him talk. It, 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 every conversation that me and you've ever had, the conversations I had when he brought me to Toronto, Toronto. Look, he he was happy for me, Jeff, when he signed me to to AAA. I don't, like he's just he's a other than being a really good GM, he's a great human, and, and you can see that coming out of his voice. There's a fine line of GM plays in, in trying to keep an ownership happy, and on top of it, uh, try keep your manager happy and make your team relevant and really good. And then Alex is trying to to you know juggle all those things, and it's it's emotionally it's got to be emotionally tough for him. But Matt Olson's nothing to sneeze at like right 35 and and 100 runs and 100 rbis don't grow on trees and he's one of the guys that can do that and hit in the middle of the order he's left-handed he'll give that lineup some balance uh he's a really good defender a go good glove defender so all of those things are true but look would, would freddie freeman look really good hitting in front of vladdy and behind george springer absolutely but again and i don't know if you have any idea i have no idea i've talked to people i have no idea what the number would be the cutoff number for the blue jays would be on freddie freeman but maybe we'll know in the next hours or the next day or two because i would think just on the baseball side of this freddie freeman wants to find a place to go so he can have some live bp and start getting a foot down and get it singing and you know he's he's a little bit different than than most hitters, but he's just like every other hitter. He needs timing, work, and all of those things. And I know he wants to start the season off a little bit better than he did last year. And he's got to find a team first. 
So hopefully we know sooner than later. Yeah, and he, and here's the thing. Uh, th- this is we've talked about. Th- this is a different spring because of because of the CBA. Uh, and and look, we we there have been a fair number of trades made, and I want to talk about the Reds trade in a minute. The Jays have to add another bat to this, at least one bat to this lineup. We know that. they ha- That bat has to play an infield position, be it first or third, and they need to add more balance to their lineup. So to my way of thinking, you're looking at two left-handed hitters or a switch hitter and maybe a, left, a, a, a lefty hitter. But here's the thing, Kevin, I'm wondering. You know, the games start when? Games start on March 18th. I'm wondering if maybe... Uh, if when March 18th rolls around and the Jays haven't pulled off a trade yet, I'm wondering if maybe what we're seeing here is we may see the free agents fall off the boards first and then trades made later on in spring once everybody knows what they have. Like, I'm with you. I think if I'm Freddie Freeman, I got to know where I'm going to be this week. Right? I can't, I can't let this drag on for another week. Trades can happen anytime. Trades can happen today. Trades can happen on March 18th when the Grapefruit League starts. They can happen when it's over. They can happen on an opening day. But I think the free agent stuff has to be has to be taken care of. And and as we sit here today, it seems as if the Jays are in and Freddie Freeman, and it seems as if they're also in and Kyle Schwarber, which makes a certain amount of sense if you're looking for, uh, you know, if you're looking for 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 more balance. Haven't heard anything more in Michael Conforto. But it would certainly make sense that they would be in on uh, on on Kyle on Kyle Schwarber as well. The uh, you know I, I'm wondering, Kevin, as we sit here and we look at what the Reds did yesterday, and the Reds traded Jesse Winker and uh, uh, Eugenio Suarez to the Seattle Mariners in in uh, in return for for four for four prospects. Um, I, I thought about this a little bit. You know, there is a left-handed hitting first baseman on the Cincinnati Reds, Joey Votto, who is under contract for two more years at $25 million a year. There's an option for the third year. He can play good defense at first base. I'm wondering if maybe Joey Votto isn't in some ways, maybe he isn't emerging, Kevin, as a plan B for a couple of teams, including including the Jays. Now, he has a no-trade clause, so that's something that has to be taken care of right away. We know that what the Reds have done is the Reds have essentially said to teams as part of their teardown, look, you're going to have to assume money in order to get what you really want. Like, There's no doubt that the Mariners were more interested in Winker than Suarez, but they have to take Suarez's contract on in order to get Winker. And, you know, conversely, the return of prospects or the return that teams get in terms of prospects in these trades depends on how much money is being picked up as well. There is a scenario developing. Look, I don't know how, how, how much the Reds, how badly the Reds want to strip this thing down and want to take it down to the, you know, take it down to to, to the screws here, Kevin. But. They've got two pitchers in Luis Castillo and Tyre Molly that are controllable, that a lot of teams like. I'm wondering if maybe we're not seeing a scenario here where in order to get one of those pitchers, you're going to have to take on Joey Votto's contract. And, and I'm just throwing this out here because I don't know. 
I know you can never have too much pitching, Kevin, but I got to think for the Jays right now, like th- their rotation looks pretty much set. I don't know if that's a deal that necessarily makes sense for them. But certainly I look at Joey Votto. Would I have Joey Votto at first base for a couple of years or first base slash DH for a couple of years? Lefty bat, really patient. He could hit second. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there. Look, Luis Castillo would be the first guy that I would want out of that whole mix. Having him with Pete Walker, arm speed on the changeup, location. What a rotation, Kevin. Oh, man. Like you, now, now you're trying to figure out how to get guys starts. You ain't, figured, yeah. you ain't trying to figure out who's starting. You're trying to figure out how to get guys starts. It's the, the Joey Votto thing for me. This comes down to one thing. Does the khakis think that he can repeat? What he did last year against the fastball. Anybody that hits in front of in front of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to get a bunch of fastballs. Last year, Joey hit 36 homers. 27 of those were off the fastball. That, for me, is the one thing. Do, do smart people that run baseball teams and help out GMs, can they tell the Blue Jays or whoever would want to trade for Joey Votto that they think at age 30, he go, he'll play at 38 this year. He'll be 39 in the offseason. You know, you're basically, if you're the Blue Jays, you're getting him for this year. Like, next year, who cares what he does? You're getting him because of all the things you did in the offseason, the money you spent, what the expectations are going into this year. You need that balance. You need that left-handed guy who can work some counts and who can run in to some velocity. And if the smart people think that that's Joey Votto, and you think you can get ownership to buy into giving up, I would think... If you're the Reds, you're going to make that other team, you know, eat most of that $50 million that's left, and and they're going to want a prospect or two. If you think Joey Votto's worth both of those things, then I think maybe you make a run at it. But he would be, for me, he's not their first choice. I, you can get younger options that are bigger threat that can carry your team for longer periods of time and help out the guys that are hitting around him, in my mind anyway. All right. The uh... – Sort of the flip side of any one of these moves, or any move that is made involving the the acquisition of a first baseman, is of course Vladimir Guerrero Jr. moving to third. Now, Kevin, a couple of things went on yesterday. A lot of people got excited because Vladdy Jr.'s Instagram account <laughs> says he's a third baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, I, look. I would be lying. I'm not the guy to talk to about Instagram. Believe me, I'm not the guy to talk to about Instagram. I checked it out with a couple of people, and they've said he's always had it. He has, And I I don't know. I need visual visual evidence that he hasn't. But we know that he came up as a third baseman. We know he wanted to be a third baseman. So I'm throwing that out there because a lot of people got really excited because they checked Vladdy's Instagram account. And I got to tell you this. I'm not certain Vladdy spends a great deal of time running his Instagram account. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he, he might have somebody. peeps. He, he, he might does. have peeps doing it for him. All right, so I got to say that. But <laughs> and 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 our good friend, she's a better friend to you than me, I think. Hazel May tweeted out a picture today of Vladdy oh. working with Luis Rivera. Now, Kevin, it looks suspiciously like the types of drills you would do at third base. It looks suspiciously like the type of drills. Luis Rivera is there. He's got the, 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 the pitching machine. They're bouncing balls. Vladdy's using that small glove, which we, knew all, we know all the infielders yeah. use. He's on his knees. It looks to me like that's, you know, that's a simple reflex drill, and, and, and it's, it's, it's sort of getting your timing down and all that good stuff. 
But a lot of people look at that and going, man, he looks like a third baseman. Dude. Yeah, it's so, the Ron, it's the it's the Ron Washington drill, right? It's it's good for your hands. It's it's don't be lazy with your hands. It, it you want to come and get the baseball if you can do it on your knees. You can do it when you're standing. It's that thing when your feet are moving. You you, you have a, a little bit better footwork and all those things. I, look look if you if you're going to all of these baseball players and and looking at their bio on their Instagram, get a job. Stop stop doing that. Top it. You can't say that, man. Come on. Wait wait until these guys are actually on the field. Now, now I do know some of the drills and, and, and the video that Hazel put out about him him taking ground balls with Louie on the backfield at third base. I, I do know for a fact he does that drill for arm strength. He can throw that ball across the diamond. That keeps his arm strong. It keeps it accurate. That's the whole point in doing that. And if he can be accurate doing that, standing at first base it will be just gravy. So uh, don't read too much into that part of it. But look. If a Freddie Freeman comes to the Toronto Blue Jays, there will be there will have to be some decisions made on if Vladdy would play third. I do know he he would. I I, I know he thinks he's himself as athletic enough, uh, accurate enough with his arm, strong enough arm. Well, he has the strongest arm in the infield. Plain and simple. There's no question about that. It's just about can he stay on the field, and then does that make your team better with with when you have your rotation, a lot of them are made up of ground ball, and you've got a bunch of big right-handed hitters in the American League East who hit a, a lot of hard ground balls to the left side of the infield. So does that make your infield better? Probably not. So that, that would be a question, too. But let, let's just not get all excited until you actually see Vladdy standing at third base in a game that actually <laughs> matters with a legitimate first base. Because, because again, I, I want to remind people, he finished second in the American League last year in the MVP race playing first base. It would be a ton to ask a kid, and he is a kid, to say, okay, I want you to do that, but I want you to do it at third. I just don't know if that's too much. We, uh, we've got a couple of guests coming up in the uh, second half of the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hall of Famer Tom Glavin joins us. That has been confirmed. Hall of Famer Tom Glavin joins us to talk about the end of the Freddie Freeman era in Atlanta. We'll talk about I'll talk to talk to Tom about what it's like when a World Series team starts to get I wouldn't say broken up because I think frankly I think the Braves have have done okay in this, but uh, you know what it's like when you when 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 you start moving on from a World Series team. Tom Glavin joins us. C. Trent Rosecrans joins us as well. We'll get a uh, a. a a, an insider's view of what's going on in Cincinnati and, and what the future may hold for, uh, for, for Joey Votto. I mean, clearly, uh, Joey Votto, Mike Moustakas, guys like that, they have to be, uh, I mean, they have to be looking around right now, Kevin, going, what the hell is going on here? Uh, Reds, you know, people got to remember this. Two years ago, the Reds are spending money. I, yeah. I, I, I find this perplexing, and I'm not going to get into the. I know people are upset. Oh my God, you signed the CBA, and then you have to tear down. Well, teams are going to teams are going to tear down and rebuild, regardless of what the CBA says. They just are. I just, man, I find it really odd because I just didn't think the Reds were that bad. Yeah, I don't think in, the Reds in that, are tearing in it that down. That division, Bark. Yeah, I don't think the Reds are tearing it down. Nick Crawl came out of the GM of the Reds and, and basically said that gives us a little bit more room to make moves in the in the free agency market. And he said he got right back on the phone when he made those trades. And that sounds like they want to reduce payroll a little and so they can reboot. A re- reboot could be a, a, how, taken however you want to take it, right? It just, it, it just seems like they still have – 
some decent pitch, some decent pieces like like Mustakas. You, you mentioned Mustakas. The first thing popped in my mind was if I'm Mustakas, I, I don't look around anywhere. I'm just happy I got paid. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, got that, paid. That's the only thing he needs to be okay. thinking of. You know, don't, yes. don't think about what's going on around you. And Joey Votto, right? It's it's you know Joey, Joey Votto is is he is on the back nine. He's walking up the 18th hole, and for him to actually have a chance to go to a park. to go to a team like the like the Blue Jays, you don't think he'd be running like crazy? No, I'm just saying. I, I don't. I, you don't I, think, I think Joey so. Votto? You don't think Joey Votto could play till he's 40? I mean, I, I think he's going to get a chance to. How, how is it going to look? Again, I, I, I'm not going to act like that I, I watch every single one of Joey Votto's at-bats. I do not, but I see enough of them. And if you're smart and you're running these teams, you're thinking, can he still hit a, can he hit a fastball? If your answer's to that, yes, then you try and make a deal for him. See, Trent Rosecrans covers the Reds for The Athletic. He joins us on Blair and Barker. Trent, thanks so much uh, for joining us today. Uh, you know, Kevin and I were just talking about Joey Votto. And I'll, I'll I'll ask you about him in a minute. But uh, what the hell's the mood in Cincinnati right now? Because I, look, I, were the Reds going to win the World Series? I don't think so. But they weren't. I, I they didn't strike me as being this this massive dumpster fire a couple of years ago. I thought they had the makings of a pretty decent team. Yeah, I mean they made the playoffs in 2020. It was an expanded playoffs. Uh, 2021, if we had the playoff format that we do now there in the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I honestly, this team was built and they put some additions to win in a 162-game 2020 season. And that didn't happen. Um, I don't know if... if <laughs> I think I think it's been just as bad in, in Canada as it was here that uh, 2020 has changed a lot of things. And that was... It was really, I mean, a lot worse things happened, um, but it was bad timing for for the for the for the Reds. Uh, do you think that the Reds? How would you describe what they're doing? Is it a teardown? That you know, is it a reboot? I mean, I understand we're getting into we're getting into semantics here, but you know, the GM did yeah. say that we're going to be in the free agent market. You can put together a pretty decent team from some of the some of the free agents that are out there. What what do you think the Reds' plan is going forward? No, I think it's to save money. Um, it, it it's you know owner, ownership. This isn't a rebuild because to rebuild you have to be building something. Hmm. You know, it's not tanking. Tanking has a purpose besides collecting TV money and. Um, and and, and uh, revenue sharing. That's it, 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 it. It's hard to see this team doing to to see this as ownerships doing anything else. Now the people in the front office, they're they're trying to make chicken salad. <laughs> well, you know what they're being given, yeah. and it's tough. And and so like I, I honestly I don't blame Nick Crawl one bit. Here's a guy like let's let's put yourself in your in his shoes. This is a guy who started his career as looking for anything in baseball to get into baseball. Out of college, he drove to the winter meetings, shared slept in his car, got a job, unpaid internship at a double A team. That summer was on a grounds crew 
at in, in a um, in, in fall league. He worked on grounds crews. Then he was an intern at with the A's in the Moneyball season, and not only was he an intern, but to then make be able to eat and pay any kind of bills and live. He had a job in the clubhouse. He's actually on the field. The Scott Heidelberg home run that you see in Moneyball, mm. he is the bat boy. So you're talking about a guy who was a – seriously, he is the bat boy because he was a clubhouse worker. You're talking about a guy who worked on grounds crew and was a bat boy and has worked his way up to the general manager of a major league baseball team. That's a phenomenal story. Like, this is a lifelong dream. And then he's handed this. You're given a team and said, hey – Here's a playoff team that you get to to control. Now dismantle it. Mm. And, and, you know, he's going to want another job. He's in his 40s. He's got kids. He's going to want another job after this. So he's got to do the best job he can do. But this was his dream. And this, it's almost like the be careful what you wish for. And so what he's doing is trying to do the best with what he can. But we all got bosses, right? You guys have bosses. They tell you when to show up. There are days that you don't want to show up or to do things that you don't want to do. Well, at some point, you've got to get your check cashed, and and it's tough. C. Trent Rosecrans joins us on Blair and Barker. Of course, the Reds trading Jesse Winker and third baseman Eugenio Suarez to Seattle in exchange for Justin Dunn, Jake Fraley, Brandon Williamson and a uh, and a, and a player to be named later. Kevin, you had a you had a question for uh, Trent. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned all those things and the hard job that Nick's going to have. You know, the the hardest one for me would be if ownership comes down and says, "Hey, get rid of the fifty million dollars that's left on Joey Votto's contract." But the question I would have for you, Trent, is: Is there a market for Joey? Do you have an answer for that? Do you think? Oh yeah, I mean, Joey Votto, Joey Votto. Well, was phenomenal last year. He is a guy that, you know, he, he put up a 3-6 war, according to Fangraphs, so 140 RCA WRC+. Plus. He had 36 home runs last year. Joey Votto is still a really good player. Um, yeah, and especially now with, with the DH um, throughout baseball. The question isn't, would somebody take Joey Votto? But Joey Votto is in control of where he goes or if he goes. So would Joey Votto approve a trade? And that's a pretty big question. Yeah, he, uh, you know, reading some of his comments, it's pretty clear that, and we know that Joey is the type of guy who, you know, I mean, Joey's Joey's got his ideas about how he wants things to go, and Joey Votto really has ideas about how he wants his career to go, and it, he seems to be, to me, to be the type of guy that really does. Uh, you know, I mean, if he finishes his career in one uniform, he finishes his career in in, in one uniform. In a lot of ways, he reminds me a little bit of Carlos Delgado, who had the, the the same sort of wired the same sort of way. Different people, but but wired the same sort of way. Do you think that these moves alone would be enough to force him, to, or not force him, but uh, make him think a little more carefully about about waiving that no trade clause? I I think it's possible. I mean, he was here in two thousand 
15 with the last teardown where after the all-star break, the Reds didn't have us like started only rookie pitchers for the rest of the season or after the, um, the trade deadline. That was miserable. I was being paid whether they won or lose. I guess so was Joey, but those three and a half hours every day were miserable. Um, he's talked about how it wasn't fun and he wasn't having fun. And it was tough. Even even when he was putting up, you know, an MVP type season in 2017, it, it, it wasn't that much fun. Mm. And he 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 was great, just just phenomenal that year. But it wasn't fun for him. Playing in meaningful games the last two years was fun for him. He talked about that. That was one of the things that he really enjoyed last year was that resurgence, that team. And that that's not there. Um, it, it, in the end, it's it's up to Joey. Trent, last one before we let you go. A gut feeling, do you think – who do you think gets traded first, Joey or Luis Castillo? Luis Castillo. There's certainly be a market for him. I know that he's he's a guy that the Jays in particular had interest in until, uh, well, I mean, until. I think anybody would. Yeah. I mean, I, I think any team's better with Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo is just a phenomenal talent. Trent, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much. Thanks, Yeah, Trent. no problem. Take care. Thanks. See Trent Rosecrans of the Athletic, and um, yeah, that's uh, that. Uh, he uh, and Trent Trent was pretty clear when you asked him Castillo or uh, uh, Castillo or uh, uh, Joey uh, Votto. Yeah, Freeman. I was going to say I've got Freddie Freeman in my mind. It was pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, we just don't know what Joey Votto. That that's. Yeah, as I said, look, I've 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 been around guys who Kevin who who are, you know, everybody says, "Well, oh, you got to go someplace and win a World Series. Got to go someplace and win a World Series." Yeah, um, I've I've been around guys who are just who are who are kind of happy, kind of happy in their environment. And, I got and, I, and happy being happy. You know, I got to play with Joey when I was with the Reds, and I I, got, I have to be honest with you, if the Blue Jays came a calling. Joey's coming to Toronto. Let, let, let's be honest. Do you want to stink, or do you want to come to the American League East and hit in front you know of, what, of or who he's going to hit in front of? I, gotta, I just think for me that'd be a no-brainer. I got to say this though, because I know that a lot of oh, look Joey Votto's from Toronto. Yeah, but depending on who you speak to, and depending when they have spoken to Joey. I never got the sense that it was important for Joey Votto to play for the Blue Jays. And I, I don't mean that in any to, – to denigrate him or, or the Blue Jays at all. I just I, – I, for whatever reason, people I've spoken to – now, admittedly, I'm talking a couple of years ago. Yeah. Never really got the sense that Joey Votto had to play for the Blue Jays at yeah. some point. I think this is a guy who likes – it's not that he's anonymous in Cincinnati, but I'm not certain he would have the same level of or the same degree of public space as a Canadian member of the Blue Jays than he would get there. 
I guess every, every big time player, and Joey's a big time player. What, what do they always talk around? Talk about? You've been around a, a bazillion of those guys, Jeff. The first thing out of their mouth is you want to get paid first, and then you want to win championships. Okay, is Joey in the next two years of his deal going to win a championship with the Reds? Got a pretty good chance of doing that mm. with them Blue Jays, though. No, you 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 are right, and uh, boy, you know, hearing Trent talk, I just go back and look at that Reds team of a couple of years ago. Like going into going into 2020, that was not a bad team, and I I looked at that division. I mean, it, it's not as if there's there's a juggernaut in that division anymore. I I I I I don't think. I mean, the Cardinals are the Cardinals are pretty good, but uh, with the expanded with the expanded playoff format right now, yeah, the Reds of 2020, you'd have to like their chances. Yeah, you had you had Suarez have a bad season. You had Mustakas who got hurt. You had Castillo who had some ups and downs. You had Joey who you know was choking up to the label. <laughs> he, he was doing different kind of things offensively, and then you know he that made some adjustments. I, I just you know it didn't seem to work out there. But I still would find it hard to believe if, if the Blue Jays came a call and Joey would say no to that. Tom Glavin is a Hall of Famer. He is an Atlanta Braves broadcaster. The Braves moving on from Freddie Freeman, uh, unofficially moving on from Freddie Freeman, acquiring Matt Olson in a deal with the Oakland Athletics in exchange for four prospects. How surprised should we be that Freddie Freeman and the Braves weren't able to come to an agreement? This is a guy, don't forget, I think uh, Dansby Swanson was quoted today uh, doing his media availability before the workout, the Braves workout. Somebody asked him how important was Freddie Freeman. He said important enough that nobody should ever wear the number five for this team again, which is, I thought, a pretty telling statement. Tom Glavin's next. This is Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're not going to let Barker get away with simply smoking cigars and enjoying drinks with umbrellas in them. He's down in spring training. We're going to make him do some work. So uh, every day at the end of Blair and Barker, we're going to give him. A, we're going to give him an assignment. And um, once we uh, get today's assignment out of the way. Uh, I'm going to ask you, the listeners, to contribute to this. So you can DM me, SN Jeff Blair is my Twitter handle. We've already had a couple of people suggest some assignments for Kevin. Uh, mm. Keep, keep, you know, they don't all have to be like life and death. I mean, they can. Somebody said your first assignment is to interview Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I mean, but no, well, come up with some original ideas. I've got an idea for Barker that uh, I will run out at the end of this show, and then when Barker joins us tomorrow, we'll give him a grade in his assignment. <laughs> I stunk in school. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. There's no math involved in these, so we should be okay. The Atlanta Braves appear to have moved on from Freddie Freeman. Look, they have, but 
technically, because of the fact that Freddie Freeman's a free agent, teams aren't uh, allowed to comment on free agent players while they're still free. There's some sort of rule like that. Basically, Freddie, they've moved on from Freddie Freeman. The, the, the Braves made a deal with the Oakland Athletics, uh, getting Maddles in exchange for Christian Pache, uh, Shea Langeliers, and uh, Ryan Cusick and Joey Estes. Uh, so four minor leaguers, well, three minor leaguers, and one guy who's sort of got one foot in the majors uh, on the way to the Oakland Athletics for Matt Olson. Tom Glavin is a Hall of Fame pitcher. He is also a Braves analyst, and he joins us on Blair and Barker. Tom, thanks so much for joining Kevin and myself today. We we trust that you're doing well. I, look, I'll I'll just ask you flat out: are you are you are you surprised that the Braves moved on from Freddie Freeman, or you know that Freddie Freeman moved on from the Braves? I thought you guys had me on to talk about the Maple Leafs and the Bruins, no? <laughs> yeah, we don't need no. to talk about the Maple Leafs. All you need to know about the Maple Leafs is goaltending. That's all you need to know. Nothing That's else it. matters. Goaltending. <laughs> we get enough of that Isn't in this station, the- believe me. Isn't that always the story with every team this time of year we need goaltending? It certainly yeah. is. <laughs> um, no, to your point. Uh, look, I, I mean, I guess, um, you know, that was, it's it's – Obviously, uh, from a fan standpoint, um, tough to see Freddie go. Um, you know, been the face of the franchise uh, for a while now, and certainly um, a guy you looked at uh, in that organization that was similar to, you know, me when I was there, Chipper, uh, Smoltzy, um, you know, a number of guys. And I think the guy that you thought uh, was going to play his whole career in Atlanta. So, you know, a little bit of a surprise in that regard. Um, you know, I think it's not a complete surprise given that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot that went on uh, between the two sides. It didn't seem before uh, all the lockout madness. Um, and, and I think as time went on, it became more and more of a possibility that that that, that the two sides were going to cut ties and uh, go their separate ways. Now, you know, again, I don't know the details of what went on. Um, I think depending on where you land um, as a fan, you either blame the organization or you blame Freddie. Um, you know, either way, I think at the end of the day, it's uh, it's a sad thing to see that he's no longer a part of the Atlanta Braves organization and, and they clearly um, are opening a new chapter. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, we'll just all have to get used to it and uh, wish Freddie all the best wherever he ends up. Uh, Tom, did, did, well, Braves, you think, uh, when they heard Alex come out, he got choked up. The question was asked, and, you know, I, I've been around Alex long enough to know that he, he is a great human first and then a GM, and you could tell that he really wanted Freddie back, and they had a, re- a, a good human relationship. Do you, do you think if you're a Braves fan that that was enough, hearing Alex, uh, you know, talk like that and bringing in Matt Olson? Do, do, you, do you think it's okay now today? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, you look at what what they did um, to kind of fill that hole, so to speak. And as a and from a Braves fan standpoint, you know, you certainly have to feel good about that. I mean, if they let if Freddie had walked um, and you had no idea what was going to happen at first base or who was replacing Freddie, then I think uh, you have a lot more concern um, about the baseball side of things, right? Uh, the fact that they were able to make that trade and they have Olsen over there now, yeah, certainly you look at the team and you think, well, it, obviously it's still a pretty good ball club and 
And if we're going to lose Freddie, that's not a bad guy to replace him with. Um, I think the business side is a little bit easier to look at, uh, analyze, and come to grips with. The human side of it is harder, right? And that's why I said earlier, I think depending on what side you're on, um, it, it's going to sting no matter what. You know, there's, I guarantee you there are plenty of Freddie Freeman fans in Atlanta that don't really care who they replaced him with. Um, they want Freddie Freeman, and they're going to be upset about that, and that's the human side of it. Um, and I get that. Look, again, I went through it, so I understand it. Uh, that's the business side of baseball. I mean, the business side of baseball is never easy. Um, it seems easy sometimes, but, you know, it's not. Um, as a general manager, you know, I've always felt like uh, when I was a player, <clears throat> excuse me, if you had – if you had half the players mad at you and half the players that were okay with you, then you were doing a pretty darn good job, most <laughs> most likely. Uh, that's just the way that it is, you know. So um, it's a tough job, and it's never easy when you're an organization and you're having to make a decision on an iconic-type player. Um, and, and let's face it, I've said this about the Braves, and, and I don't think it's any secret. You know, they they've done a good job. Um, of managing their payroll, and they have to. You know, they're not a team that can afford to to make mistakes and overpay guys or overextend themselves on guys. Uh, and I think that was the hard part about this for them with Freddie, because you know you can look at it as a fan and say, well, why don't you just give them the one more year? What's the big deal? And you know, what's what's a little bit more money? Well, you know, for some teams they can operate that way. Others can't. And I think the Braves are one of those teams that has to be a little bit smarter about their, their financial things. And, and clearly, you know, whether it was the extra year or the overall value of the contract, something, you know, didn't sit well with them or didn't fit into their parameters. And, and they felt like they had to make a move. But, um, you know, like I said, the, the, the folks that are in Freddie Freeman's camp, and there's a lot of them, um, are not going to be happy about that decision no matter how well it's explained. How do you think the, the Braves go about addressing their their lineup then with, with no Freddie Freeman? How, how, how can they, you know, uh, in terms of their batting order, uh, make up for not having that, that bat there? Well, you know, I mean, again, I, the guy that they replaced him with is pretty good, right? So it's not mm-hmm. like they have a a huge drop off. Um, I don't know a ton about, about Olsen. You, you know, I see his numbers obviously, um, you know, but for me, you know, Freddie, Freddie was that rare guy uh, that you can stick in the middle of your lineup and he's going to hit for power and he's going to hit for average. Uh, and those guys, for me personally, when you're looking at navigating a lineup, those guys are tough. Um, you know, if you have your guys that hit for average, um, then you can play that battle with them and you're not too worried about the long ball. Uh, if you have those guys that are long ball hitters, yeah, you can play that battle with them and you know they've got some holes in their swing and you know they're going to chase some pitches and you know maybe they they might get you once in a while, but they might get themselves out too. Freddie's really hard because he can beat you either way. You know, he can, he can put together a really good at bat and, and get you with a double or a base hit, or he can put together an at bat and hit you with a homer. So um, that's a rare commodity in the middle of a lineup. Um, you know, so, you know, from, from Olsen's standpoint, 
Uh, he certainly has the numbers to back up being the kind of guy that's going to be in the middle of that lineup, and I'm sure he will be. But, um, you know, I, I think there's still some question marks uh, as to, you know, who the Braves are going to uh, are still going to retain, who's going to be in their lineup. Uh, you know, there's still some, some uncertainty as to when Acuna is going to be ready. Um, but again, I mean, I, I think if you, if you, if you stand to lose a guy like Freddie in, your, in the middle of your lineup and you replace him with a guy like Olsen, um, you know, uh, I'm not saying that there's going to be drop off or no drop off at all or any of that stuff. Um, I think it was a pretty good replacement. Last question from us, Tom. I did want to ask you, you talked about being on the Braves, the, the, those great Braves teams, teams that went to the World Series, teams that won the World Series. Um, Maybe may a, a, a silly question, maybe a layman's question, but for someone who hasn't been on a team that has won a title, does losing in that Braves clubhouse, will losing Freddie after a World Series win make it a little easier? to handle? Um, you know, that's a great question. And, and I've thought about that. And, you, you know, I guess, look, it, it's going to be different for everybody. And I mean, everybody walking in that clubhouse and Freddie Freeman's not there. That's going to be different. Um, does it make it a little bit easier that you're coming off a world series championship? Probably um, only from the sense that if I think if you come close and you're not able to do it, and then you lose your superstar, I think there's a little bit more of, well, you know, how much of a window do we have here to make something happen? Uh, the fact that they made something happen and then uh, lost their superstar face the franchise or whatever you want to call it, um, I think it makes it a touch easier. Um, but that's not to say that, again, it, you know, it's going to be weird going in that clubhouse for a lot of guys for a, for a good while uh, and not see Freddie Freeman in there. It's going to take some time to get used to. Tom, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much. You know, we value your time. We appreciate your insight. Stay safe, be well, and uh, we'll chat again. Thanks a lot, Tom. Right, guys, have a great day. Yep, appreciate Take it. Care. Tom Glavin, Braves analyst. Yeah. I think I faced Tom once. That's why once I wanted he... to ask about the, the, uh, the Leafs. Yeah, every time I, I, the I, NHL, I think. yeah, every time I hear Tom talk, I, I remember facing him a long time ago. He threw me a changeup. He's left-handed. Why threw me a changeup? <laughs> I don't. You I don't, don't even know. If know. That says more about <laughs> you. Or it says more about Tom Glass. You, know, you know what? You know what it is. A, a, a lot of times, those older guys that didn't know younger guys, they threw him changeups. They, they're not going to throw them a fast. They didn't because they don't know them. They don't know if they can hit a fastball. They don't know what they can hit. So they're going to throw them something to see if they'll get out in front and roll over. And I think I did. I did roll. I think I, I think I did roll over. Well, congratulations. <laughs> You'd be one of about fifty million. That's one of about fifty yeah. million at bats in Tom's uh, career where that happened. Uh, yeah. Hey, Barker, I got an assignment for you. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, I, I have your your assignment. You will be graded on this. Okay. So today's question for Kevin Barker. Got that music in the background. That's true. Today's question for Kevin Barker. You are going to settle for us once and for all when you come on the air tomorrow morning. Okay. Whether or not Vladdy Jr. will be at third base. That's your that's your Wait. assignment. You gotta Just... no no, you gotta do some digging. You gotta find out will Vladdy be at third base? To start the season. It, to start the season. You gotta oh, do some I, I... digging. 
And and just <laughs> and will he be good at third base? That's what you got to find out. What's your yeah. definition of good? I, I'm not telling you. That's the assignment. That's oh. the assignment. It's not, oh. it's not a freaking essay. It's, it's not a multiple choice or essay question. Just come prepared with an answer. Uh, I'm much better will at giving Vladdy be at C answers. And will he be any good at third base? I'm just asking. I, I can come up. I can give you a decent answer for both of those. I, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll do some digging. All right. Well, you better do some digging. You got your, you know, you got your Florida, man. You're not just going to smoke cigars and, as I said, Smoke cigars and drink drinks with 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 umbrellas in them. Come on. Let's can I smoke can a cigar recording? while I ask Vladdy if he can play third? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's You're fine. Find that out for us. So that's today's assignment for Kevin Barker. That's today's assignment from Kevin Barker. Who knows what I'll ask him tomorrow? That will depend on your input. Again, DM me, SN Jeff Blair. Give me the assignment you want me to pass on to Kevin Barker at the end of tomorrow's show. You know what it's like to be a reporter, Kevin, and have your editor give you. Can I make up? Can I make stuff up like you guys do? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, oh, oh okay. yeah. I mean, I would expect that. When in doubt, just say a source told me. That's how you a do source it, can be anybody. Yeah. All right, Barker, we got to run. Go and have some fun today. Go out and enjoy the sunshine. It's overcast and windy. Yeah, or, and, and the temperature is? No, don't tell us. Don't tell us. Just go out and have fun. For Kevin Barker, I'm Jeff Blair. This has been Blair and Barker. We'll be back again tomorrow, 10 to 11 Eastern, on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, wherever you get your favorite podcasts.